Please open your Bibles with me to Malachi chapter 1. It is a blessed and terrifying privilege to lead you in worship this morning. Malachi chapter 1, it was a preparatory chapter for you to read last evening. We read it last evening in our special assembly. I want the 14th verse. I don't want you to ever forget the 14th verse. Things are remembered by repetition. Malachi 1.14, but cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth, and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. Amen. Amen and amen. The 13th verse tells us that these Jews, you would think sufficiently punished by 70 years in Babylon, would have come back to Jerusalem to worship with fervent and zealous hearts. But instead, they needed the prophets Haggai and Zechariah to stir them up to rebuild the temple. And once it was rebuilt, the priests became slack in executing their office and the people followed them as people do, so that men who do not take heed to themselves or to the doctrine lose themselves and their hearers. And so these people were lost and needed the prophet Malachi to stir them up. And the description is given in the 13th verse that they were bringing that which was torn and the lame and the sick for their sacrifices. And the Lord asks the question, should I accept this of your hand? No, it's unacceptable. And anything less than your best is unacceptable. The worship of God is not based at all on your convenience. God couldn't care less about your convenience. He has commanded that you are to love Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Your life is not your own. He created you and He bought you by the precious blood of His Son. You are His. And so we have this warning here in the 14th verse. And it's like a thunderclap from the Word of God. Cursed be the deceiver. Now we're dealing with the professors of the Lord's religion. And they're bringing sacrifices. They're coming into His house. They're sitting in their pews. But they have made a profession that Jesus is the Son of God. They've made a profession by baptism that they are burying their old man and the sins of their old man to rise, to walk in newness of life. They've made a vow that they're going to serve the Lord. And they bring less than their best. They make a choice for their convenience. And the God of heaven puts a curse upon them. Examine your lives. If there's curses in your lives of any kind, ask yourself where you have compromised the worship of God. Cursed be the deceiver. The man is a liar who says that he loves God. The woman is a liar who says that she loves God and His Son, Jesus Christ, who does not give them the very best that they are able. This is not a matter of liberty. You do not have liberties when it comes to the worship of God. Cursed be the deceiver. 
which hath in his flock a male. That was required. When you made a free will offering to the God of the Bible, you had to bring a male without blemish. It's in the writing of the books of Moses. And so he makes a vow, and he's got in his flock a male. And the implication here is that it's a male without blemish, a proper sacrifice to be made, but he doesn't bring it. He brings a corrupt thing. And the corrupt things were described in the 13th verse. They were lame, they were sick, and they were torn. They were the ones that he could give conveniently. They were the ones that wouldn't cost him quite as much because they had lost their market value. They were subpar. But do you know what the Bible calls that? Do you know what the Lord calls that in his thunderclap of Malachi chapter 1? It's a corrupt thing. For I am a great king. I'm not saying that about the Lord. He is saying that himself about himself. He is a great king, and he deserves better than that. The first commandment is his right, because he's God, and we are his creatures. That thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. And if you don't give him that, he counts you his enemy. If you play with the world and get excited about the things of the world and let the world encroach upon your worship of him, he counts you a spiritual adulterer or adulteress. This is the word of the Lord. We're going to be sober this morning, and yet we're going to be very thankful for the kingdom that God has given us. But I, with my life as his ambassador, am not going to play with having his kingdom. We are going to give him our best. I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. It's a shame that Gentiles have worshipped God better than the Jews, whom God had favored above all nations on the earth with so many precious natural and spiritual blessings. And that's the purpose of the whole verse. I hope you could now explain this to your children, and you can explain it to yourselves as to why you have a curse in your life, or curses in your life. It's not difficult. My desire this day is that those who have deceived the Lord, no one has ever deceived the Lord, but those who look like they're deceivers by making a profession and not giving Him the best will come under the conviction of this passage. I hope that we will all be stirred up this day to be more like David. And that the kingdom of God will become so exceedingly important to us that words like exceeding magnifical, and the house is not for man, but for the Lord. Our worship today is for the Lord. There is a secondary purpose of us coming together for one another, but primarily it's for the Lord. That we want to make it great. That we will never be content in our homes without exalting the house of God first. Like David sat in his house and said, this isn't fair that I have this permanent palace built for me. When the Lord's being worshipped in a tent, I will make him a house. And that's the spirit that we want to have. We want to make this house glorious today in all that we do. And I pray that we will do that. But cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. Let it be dreadful this day.
I would like you now to turn a few pages over to the right to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And I want to ask you to rise together. And we are going to pray the Lord's Prayer together. Matthew chapter 6. Stand, please. Beginning in the middle of verse 9. The Lord Jesus Christ told his disciples, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. We do not use rote repetitions in this church at all. But there is a time and a place for words like this. And I want you to understand the kingdom power of the living God that you're addressing as we use these words, beginning with our Father in the middle of verse 9 of Matthew 6. Together. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Remain standing for prayer. Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. Bless us this day by the grace of your Spirit that we will lift up our hearts and our voices and exalt Thee as we should. Thou art worthy of all honor, glory, blessing, and riches, wisdom, and strength. And we give Thee our hearts and our voices this day. Forgive us as we have already prayed this morning for our slothfulness, for our carnality, for our weakness in Thy worship. Forgive us for ever bringing a corrupt thing into Thy house or in our lives. Heavenly Father, I tremble this day to lead this worship, but I thank Thee for the privilege, and I pray Your blessing upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the kingdom that we have now, and we pray Thy kingdom come. We look forward to that heavenly, everlasting kingdom of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we thank Thee that by the promise of Scripture, you will order an abundant entrance to be provided for those that bring forth much fruit in their lives. Let us bring forth the fruit that the Jews would not give thee. Let this vineyard in this place this day bring great delight to thy soul. For thine is the kingdom, and thine is the power, and thine is the glory, O Lord. Be with us in this assembly. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you created us, that we might know thee. We're thankful that you saved us, that we might know thee better. Yea, that we might be the sons of God. Yea, that we might have thy spirit crying within our hearts. Abba, Father, we thank thee, O Lord God, our Father. Be with us now. Lead us and direct us. Guide our every thought. Our trust is in thee. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 